Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Hello, everyone. Welcome to podcast episode 85 of the Building Heroes podcast. And I am really excited to introduce you to my friend, Sarah, Sarah Rausch. And she is, has an amazing story for us and because she has like a very unique life. And so I am excited to introduce you to her. And in fact, I'm probably not even going to tell you what she does, but she is a homeschool mom of three strong daughters and a grandma of two sweet grandbabies. So welcome, Sarah. Thanks so much. So please just hop right in and tell us your story and how you got to where you are. Cool. So I am a chiropractor. Um, and then I also do a whole host of other things along the natural health realm. Um, and I just really, really love um, helping people uh, find like their way through, you know, supporting their bodies in more intentional and natural ways. Um, you know, and I, and I think natural kind of gets thrown around um, kind of a buzzword these days and ways that companies greenwash. But, you know, like when I use that word, I'm thinking more like, like supporting yourself in a really healthy way, um, removing things that are obstacles to health and adding in things that are, you know, promotional of health. And um, yeah, and so like natural just kind of seems like the word that fits best there. Um, and I actually didn't start out in the health realm at all. Uh, when I was going off to college, um, I was a huge math nerd. So I have a degree in applied mathematics and computer science, and then I have another bachelor's degree in civil and environmental engineering. <laughs> um, but as I was, um, oh gosh, I think it was in between degrees, I started having these weird like physical symptoms, which started giving me severe panic attacks. Um, and I went to doctor after doctor and plenty of emergency room visits. And I had an MRI of my brain and all the things. And they literally found nothing. I was healthy. There was nothing wrong with me. But they couldn't explain why I was like feeling all of these different things. Um, and so I did notice like during that time I had this like crick in my neck. And like if I turned my head a certain way, it would like send shooting pain um, so I was like, well, I guess I'll try a chiropractor. And I was like 25 years old. Uh, it was the first time I'd ever been to a chiropractor and it was amazing. Um, it solved the neck issue. And I started having a resolution of the other symptoms that I was having, um, which then knocked down my anxiety a lot too. So um, I like immediately then and there decided that I was going to finish my engineering degree and go to chiropractic school. <laughs> Um, and that kind of started my path of, um, you know, switching my life to a little bit more natural living. Um, and then it like really went into full force when I um, had my second and third babies after chiropractic school. I started researching all the things like birth related and um, whatnot, and um, just slowly started making changes. So that's where I am now. 
Wow, that is amazing. You have you have two bachelor's degrees in a very hmm, typically not female areas. And yeah. you know what? We're we're a little alike. I don't have as many degrees, but I have mine in mechanical engineering. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> Math nerd as well. Yay. <laughs> and, yeah, and that's really cool that you decided that you're going to become a chiropractor once you found out how much it helps you. Cause most people are like, Oh, that helped me. That's great. And then they don't become chiropractors. Yeah. I mean, there was a little, like, like, as I was finishing up my engineering degree, it was like 2008, 2009, like when the economy, I didn't actually know that's what was going on because I didn't really pay attention to those kind of things. Um, I still don't really, <laughs> but um like they, I went to UW Madison, like I'm a badger. And they're like, usually when people graduate from the engineering degrees with at Madison, they um, like 97% of the class has is either going on to further education or they have jobs already. And they're like 15% of your class has like jobs lined up. I'm like, okay, well, great. I'm probably not going to find a job. And then I did an internship with the department of transportation. And I found out that you don't actually get to do any math. And you don't like, they're going to shove you in a cubicle and like make you work work on spreadsheets all day. And I'm like, yeah, that's not what I want to do. Like, like I want to do math and figure out problems and stuff. And um, so that also encouraged me into chiropractic because I get to like solve problems. I'm solving health problems. And um, I kind of look at the body like civil engineering, you know, like if this is wonky, then this is going to happen. And I don't know, it all kind of correlates for me. So I like that. So even though you're not actually doing math problems, you yeah. still have all that training in problem solving. And yes. so that's yeah, awesome. like when I see people post about like public schools should not force students to take Elg trig or algebra two anymore. I'm like, I totally disagree <laughs> because it's such a like learning to problem solve. Like maybe they should change the focus of the math class and that like getting the answer isn't the ultimate thing, but like, can you problem solve through things, you know? Yeah. I definitely think that's a skill that we all need to learn because, you know, I guess part of the problem is if we're going to go to the public school is that they're, they're forcing them, you know, it's like much better if we could be working on that problem solving all along. So that it gets exciting to the kids because really part of the culture is we don't want to think anymore. Yeah. <laughs> So that is one of the beauties of math. It is super exciting when you can look at what you have and all the information that you have and what you don't know, and then put them all together and figure out a solution. That's exciting. Yeah. And I, and I feel like that's my job every day. Like I get this picture that a patient presents with, or, you know, whoever I'm talking to presents with, and then I get to take that picture and, you know, try to figure out the best plan of action and what might be the most supportive for them and, and their goals and all that stuff. So that, that is super cool. And you also, I was also wondering too, it's like, how can you be a chiropractor and homeschool your kids and live naturally and do all these things? Yeah, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually only see patients 12 hours a week. Um, it is very helpful. My husband does work full time and he provides like the basic financial needs that we have for our home, our household. 
Um, and then my income comes in more supplementary. Um, but I co-own a place called motherhood matters. Um, and my business partner and I, it's 1700 square feet and we have different offices in the, um, in the building and we rent out to other place, other biz, small businesses. So everybody pays a very small amount, but we have this amazing space that we've created. Um, and it is also, um, mostly moms that we see and kids and families. So it's just a really good time. And, um, I think like one of my favorite things about it is that a lot of chiropractors or I think even doctors, like pretty much anybody who's caring for people, probably every business owner, like they look at their schedule or they look at who's coming in the door. And at some point they're like, I didn't really want it. Like that person drains me. I mean, I have curated this amazing place where there's not one single person that pops up on my schedule, but I feel that way, you know, like it's just, so amazing. Um, and I only have 12 hours and I don't accept insurance and I don't mess around with any of that stuff. I just, you come in, it's a supportive environment. I have crying in my office regularly. I have laughing, I have celebrating. I have little girls that teach me how to dance ballet in the middle of the office. Um, so it's just really fun time. So I love that because you were able to intentionally create the type of life that you wanted where you can still work as this chiropractor and still help a lot of women and other, you know, and children. And, but at the same time, you can still work it out so that you can homeschool your kids and you can still do some of those harder things. I say harder things because I think a lot of people think it's hard to live naturally. Yeah. It does take a little more work. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you, it takes more work, I think in the beginning, like when you're trying to find the resources um, and get connected. And that's why like one of my big things is to take things slowly. I think that even when, like in the beginning of my journey, like I, what's the name of the book? It was by Kevin Trudeau. I think his name is is that the guy in Canada? I don't know. Yeah. He, he writes some natural books. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I just stumbled upon the book somehow, but it's like, when I read it, I was like, Oh my God, I need to do all these things. I have to like, get rid of all of my cookware and buy all stainless steel and all glasses and buy all organic. And it was so financially burdensome and like, the time and the effort and the, you know, like it just felt so overwhelming. And so then I was just like, well, I can't do this. Um, And then when I really, really started looking at it, it was just this mindset switch and like, like, it's okay if I only make one switch this month, but I'm just going to pick one thing to switch this month. So maybe um, it's, I ran out of shampoo. So rather than going and buying more suave or Pantene or whatever it was that I was using, um, I'm going to find something that's less toxic, that has no sense, whatever. Um, And then it was like, I was already going to buy the shampoo anyway. So I'm not like throwing it away. I'm just substituting it at this very convenient time when I already needed something or like when all your Tupperware is kind of haphazard and whatever, like, or like Costco, we have a Costco here and, um, they regularly have the glass containers with the snap lids on sale. So we just took an opportunity to 
purchase them at that time. And so we just look for little ways. Like I have a a running list of things that I'd like to switch or to do. And like either when the opportunity presents itself or, you know, when we have a little extra money or something like that, then I'll be like, which switch can I make? Yeah, I love that. And that's such a good tip because it's so true. In fact, it's even, I mean, there's a learning curve whenever you start something new, right? And it even happens when we start homeschooling, right? Yes. Because we jump right in there, we make all these plans and we think, boom, it's all going to work right now, even though we're changing (laughs) our entire lifestyle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's overwhelming too. Like all the curriculum and all the options and like, holy cow. Yeah. But then I think a lot of homeschool moms tend to want to start eating healthier as well when they start learning more about how to take care of their families. And so then you're like, oh, great. Now I have to homeschool and (laughs) eat healthy and, you know, start using glass instead of plastic. (laughs) So overwhelming. Yeah. It's crazy. So I love that tip that you give is just like, just take, write down a list, put it on your computer so you don't lose it. (laughs) yeah mine's on my phone yeah and then you know make those little changes one at a time and over time you're going to look back and go wow I came a long way if you're paying attention yeah otherwise you might be still thinking oh no it's all the same (laughs) but not if you're just doing a little bit at a time yeah and so like sometimes it's only it is only one change a month and sometimes it's like things just line up the perfect way that it's like boom 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 four things happen in a row and you know, off we go. Um, we just recently in town here got a fresh time and a natural grocer. I, I think those are like national chains. I don't know. Um, and then Costco has been offering so much organic stuff. And then actually Aldi has now in our area, I think it's not the same for every area, but in our area, Aldi has, I would say it's like 50% organic now. And so it's just been so much more affordable. I mean, I still shop at four different stores, not every week, but like, I know, like if I need produce, natural grocers, that's where I go. If I need dairy, I go to Aldi, (laughs) you know? Um, And that probably sounds really overwhelming, but um, we just have this really systematic way of accomplishing all those things. And it really doesn't take me that much time. So I can't wait to tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell, do tell, because, okay. you know, as I'm thinking, I'm guessing you probably didn't know the best place to get organic produce was at Natural Grocers. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of what they're known for. But like I said, we just got it. So um, we don't have one. So I don't know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think there's a lot of places. I think they're mostly in like bigger, bigger areas. Um, and, I, and I've heard of more um, natural grocers than I have fresh times, but. I mean, we do what we can and we certainly are not 100% organic. Um, you know, we try to stick to the dirty dozen, um, and then, you know, what, what is in our budget to, uh, to accomplish there. But, um, so I want to say like, I used to be pretty overwhelmed about the whole, um, like grocery shopping, food planning, all of that, because it was all, it felt like it was all on me. My husband does work. Um, a lot of overtime sometimes, um, he works for John Deere as an assembler. And so that's a union job. And they will be like, we're working 12 hours. You don't have a choice. You're doing it tomorrow. And then that life just changes. And then sometimes they're like, we don't have any parts. You're not working tomorrow. Then he's home. Um, but we just really never know. And it's, 
you just do it when they say. Um, and we both have some like childhoods that weren't exactly the most supportive. Um, and so we had some things to work through there and it was really affecting our, our marriage um, and like how we were showing up for each other. And so I would say that I was like constantly like, I really need help. I really need help. I need you to help me around the house. And all he heard was, you're not good enough. You're not doing enough. Why should I even try? Um, and so really the thing that has been the most monumental for us has been like doing therapy. It has been so amazing. And now I feel like I just have so much support and it has been instrumental in being able to accomplish these things that my husband is like a teammate in our family and um, in taking care of the children. And he does some homeschooling when he's home. Um, but now uh, he's responsible for meal planning Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, because those are the days that I work. Um, and we use this, we use two apps that make it extremely easy. So one of them is called Paprika. And it is a, I think it's like, well, when we bought it, it was $5.99. And unfortunately, we both had to buy it in order to put it on our phone. But then we log in with one account so that we can both see it. And basically it stores recipes. And then it also has a calendar where you can say like, add this recipe to Wednesday for dinner. Um, and so we went through and you can just copy a link, plop it in there. And it just magically brings up an ingredients list and a directions list. And it takes away like grandma's story and everything. I don't even know how it does it. It's magical. But then it saves it in this thing. And then if you're just like, oh yeah, Wednesday, we're going to have meatloaf. I just go look for it and I pop it on Wednesday and then he just knows Friday night or Saturday morning, he has to go plan Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then I plan the other four days and then I make a grocery list. And they, so the second app that we use is called cozy, which is C O Z I. And that has a family calendar and a family grocery list. And you can create different lists in the family grocery list. So like we have one that's, for fresh time, one that's for Aldi, one that's for Costco. And then that's also where I store my like someday when we have enough money, I would like to buy avocado mattresses. <laughs> um, and so like when something runs out, he pulls up cozy and he plops it in the Aldi list that we need, you know, block cheese or, or whatever. And then when, once we have the meal plan created, I just go through and I enter all the ingredients into cozy. Saturday morning after I finish at the gym, I visit all the stores and come home. And ultimately I'm responsible to cook the meals that I planned, but if he's home, he helps me. And if he, and vice versa, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, if I'm not home or if I'm busy, he cooks those meals. But if I'm home, we do it together and we include the kids and um, it just makes it way easier because it's just like more of a, it's a flow and we're teaming up on it. That's awesome. I love that so much because you, you're communicating with your family. You're making it a family affair because I think sometimes as moms, we just think it's all on us. Yes. And quite frankly, sometimes I want it to be on me because I'm a better cook, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but how are they going to learn? Yeah. If I don't let them, <laughs> I love my husband before we were together. Um, I mean, he would 
just pop in a subway or grab a TV dinner. Like he didn't do a ton of cooking, like in his upbringing, he just, you know, there just wasn't a ton of cooking and he didn't do much of the cooking. Um, and so, um, in the beginning he would try to make things and they weren't always my favorite thing. Um, but now that we've been doing it and he's been cooking, I mean, now he's actually, I would say kind of becoming a chef where he's like creating his own recipes or he knows like when he reads a recipe, like, "Mm, that'd be good if I added this or we don't want that in there. Or, you know, like he's just playing with it more and seeming like he's actually enjoying it a little bit. And, um, so that's been fun to watch too. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think the same goes for our kids as well, you know, because sometimes we don't really necessarily want them to cook because we know it's going to take twice as long and, (laughs) you know, but when we allow them to cook, they're going to get better and better. Yeah, they get better. And I love, like we, they'll ask me because we started talking always, my big thing is you got to have a protein because they will eat all carbohydrates if I let them. Um, And so like, then they're starting to learn Um, I don't think I said they're five and seven years old. So they're starting to learn like how to put together a meal that we're looking to have fats and carbs and protein in every meal. And so mom is always going to nag you. What are you going to have for protein? What are you going to have for protein? Um, And so they start to learn that when they're cooking too. Um, Yeah. So we give them boundaries that they have to be within, because if we just say, okay, this kid, you get to plan Tuesdays and that kid you're planning Thursday. Well, they're probably going to not necessarily plan something that lives up to your standards unless you give them some guidelines. Yeah. That's the other great thing about paprika though, is like, you really could set it up. I mean, we just have the recipe saved, but honestly you could save even meals in there. So like if you always eat pork chops with green beans and mashed potatoes, um, And like, if you wanted to simplify it for kids who are starting to make meals, I mean, you could just save it as like, that's a meal. And then everybody knows like, that's what's going to, that's what what the recipe is. Cause you can also enter your own recipes. I think I didn't mention that. So I went through and I entered like ones that I had handwritten or something I got out of a magazine. I just did it while we were watching a show one night, just sat down and got my computer out and typed in all the recipes. So now it's super easy because everything is in that app and Oh, I love that. I'm going to have to check that out. But for me again, I'm like, Oh, learning curve, but (laughs) it's not a big learning curve. I would say it's pretty awesome. That's good. But I mean, sometimes too, we have to go through the learning curve to make things simpler for ourselves as well to, you know, to, to figure it out. So that's, that's great. I'm excited to go check those apps out. That's really good. So the cozy app also for our family calendar just to kind of keep everybody, you know, it's pretty amazing. I don't, I can't remember. They have a like premium where you pay like $25 a year or something. And so then you get all the, I can't remember they have a free portion and then a paid portion. So I can't remember what comes with what, but, um, both of them are so affordable. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Like we use Google calendar, but it have all the other stuff you're mentioning. So yeah. (laughs) Might be a hard sell. Well, I'll look at it and see. That is- yeah, maybe the calendar function doesn't work for you, but I, we have friends that use Google Calendar and then they still use the like shopping list app. It's like in real time too. So if I'm at the grocery store and my husband adds something, like it just automatically pops up 
or he could like sit and watch me shop because as I like check the little boxes <laughs> off, like it'll switch over on his. So that is so awesome. So yeah. your, your girls, the two youngest girls are five and seven. And so do you usually have them cooking with you? They, I wouldn't say usually, we kind of let them decide if they want to or not. Um, the seven-year-old is now, she can make simple things like um, eggs and oatmeal and things like that. Um, Costco has these amazing raw tor- organic tortillas. <laughs> She's learned to make those. those. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're so dang good. Um, uh, but yeah, so she's starting to kind of make a few things all on her own. Um, and then, I mean, they love to chop. That's like their favorite thing to do and stir. And, um, so sometimes they're super into it and sometimes they could give two hoots. And, um, so we just kind of ebb and flow with that. And And I love that you give them the option right now, instead of making it a chore. Yeah. Because then they're going to love joining you in the kitchen and, and doing that with you. And you're giving them practice. And I think that you bring up a really good point here too, because what they're really doing is real work, which is why they love it. Right. For, because you're not also requiring it. Yeah. (laughs) It's real work that they're choosing. Sorry. I had a hard time getting that one out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think that is just probably one of the best ways to inspire our kids is to allow them to do real work. And to, to feel that, you know, yes, mom's trusting me with a knife (laughs) under controlled circumstances. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we started with one of those safety knives. They don't wear like super great. And so the seven-year-old has now evolved up to like a regular knife, Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, that that's kind of how you have to do it is, and, and you're watching them and, and they're moving forward. And she's like, yeah, I can cook. My 11 year old loves to cook. Yeah, that's awesome. And, <laughs> you know, sometimes the siblings will come in and they'll be like, who made this? and when they find out that it was her though now they're like oh yeah she she is a good cook that's good (laughs) because they can't even fathom that she can do all this stuff but it's just you know because I've I've kind of given her I don't give her free reign in the kitchen where I'm saying oh go do whatever you want yeah (laughs) but with guidance they can gain so much confidence that way yeah. And my girls, like they have started now asking like, is this healthy? Is this healthy? You know, and like, as important as that is to me, as I said before, like, like we're not all organic. We eat out. We are probably 2080. I think that's a really nice sweet spot. You know, um, I, I don't stress myself out so much to the fact that, you know, like, oh my God, they had a Snickers bar today or, you know, something like that. Cause I also feel like the stress of it all, like if you're trying to be perfect, it also like degrades your health. And so like finding that balance where like you can be not stressed out about it and start making small changes. I mean, I think that's just as important. Um, and so, so many times they're like, is this healthy? And we're like, I mean, like there's better choices. Like I don't usually tell them like, no, that's terrible for you. Um, we just may feel like there's better choices, but right now we're just going to enjoy this because it tastes good. And we're having a family, you know, a fun family time. We are out for ice cream or it's somebody's birthday or, 
it's Halloween, whatever it is. We don't stress about it. Um, we just try to make choice, good choices most of the time. And yeah, I love that because I, I do, I have had friends and actually probably experienced this myself too, where we, I, we were getting so worked up that our kids were, you know, maybe eating a little junk food here and there. And, yeah. And it's like you say, just the stress over it, it's yeah. probably going to be worse than actually eating the darn candy bar. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Yeah. I only have two hard and fast rolls right now and that's no soda for my kids and no McDonald's. <laughs> I don't know. McDonald's is because we, we eat other fast food occasionally. Um, but I just, McDonald's seems like that was like where it all went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like the first thing the the tipping point of the downfall of the, you know, restaurants. And I don't know, I could be totally wrong, but it just feels like well, and that's, and that's what it feels like to you. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that would so, feel more stressful if you went there. Yeah. And I, and I have friends and actually my husband used to occasionally go to McDonald's and I would like find the wrappers in his car and whatever. And I, I mean, I'd hassle him a little bit joking around and whatever, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't also don't judge uh, other people's um, choices, but, you know, all we can yeah. do is our best. And... Yeah, for sure. And like one thing that does help with not eating out as much is having a lot of kids. I can tell yeah. you that. <laughs> Especially now it's so expensive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so for us, like our kids, they don't get to go out to eat very often. And so when they do, it's like you're saying, well, we'll just go enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah. Well, this has been so awesome. I have loved hearing how you manage being naturally nerdy in your home. And I say that because that's your, your, I don't know what we call it, your tagline or no, you're just tell me what we call that. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's <laughs> what I hashtag things. And that's actually the name of my Facebook group and my um, Instagram handle and a handle. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. That, that's the word I was looking um, for. <laughs> yeah. Cause I love like all the natural things and I'm a huge nerd. I'm like always learning and um, researching and listening to podcasts and listening to books and going to seminars and um, I do all the things. So I'm a big nerd. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> and you know, you incorporate all of this into your homeschool cause it's really just part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. We incorporate homeschool into life. I mean, I see a lot of people are, you know, very rigid yeah. in their scheduling, but we're not, I mean, I wouldn't say we're unschoolers by any means, but um, we have the tendency towards that. And then we have a super basic curriculum just so I make sure that they get some basic stuff, but um, yeah, yeah, we just kind of live life. Because homeschool is life and learning how to live life intentionally and making good choices. That's a huge part of life too. Yeah. And really it's just a part of our whole journey. You know, if we're going to pull in the hero's journey here, like I always like to do, um, <laughs> as we start going along the journey, I think that's where we start seeing, you know, oh, this would help me on my journey. This would help yeah. me with my family. And, and we start adding those in as well. In fact, I saw somebody post in a homeschool Facebook group uh, the other day. And they were wondering why is it that so many homeschool families tend to 
do a lot of these more natural things. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Really, I find that many homeschool families are like already on that journey of choosing things intentionally, like for their lives and for their families. Um, And I just think that that really, like we just start going down these rabbit holes, I guess, but like what other intentional things can I, you know, change in my life? Um, I think a lot of the reasons that people homeschool, at least the people that I associate with um, around here, it like, like I homeschool because nutrition is total garbage in schools. And because they sit in chairs at the age of five, way too dang much in school, and it destroys their natural movement patterns. Um, Now we have like, to worry about bullying and the whole socialization thing. And just, I don't know, like, I honestly can't even think of a good reason, you know, like they're spraying disinfectants and they're, I, I just can't think of a good reason that I would send my kids to school. But I think people start, you know, like seeing these things and it's just not congruent with how they're looking to live their lives and, um, yeah. And homeschool to sit there. It's like an intentional choice. Yeah, for sure. Because homeschool is very much against the mainstream. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's definitely a lot more people who are doing it now, but I guess once you've made the choice to homeschool, you might as well try out all the other things that oppose mainstream and see how they go. (laughs) And not, I'm not saying that everything mainstream is bad, but I, no, I, I mean, like if I break my arm or if I, you know, I'm having anaphylactic shock or getting a serious car accident, like, like I love medical doctors. Yeah. I want them to care for me. <laughs> yes. I, you know, when I'm looking to like really improve my health and whatnot, that's probably not my first step. Yeah, for sure. And so really what it comes down to is what we're trying to do is just live an intentional life where we're making progress. We're going on our journey to become better and to help others is really what it's all about. Well, thank you so much. So if you have, um, if you want to let our audience know where to find you and if you have any other last words of tips or advice or encouragement, share that with us. Cool. I, um, there was one other thing that I wanted to say, actually, now that you've mentioned that. And I, the thing that I love about homeschooling, another thing is like the community that we build. Um, and a lot of the things that I actually utilize and that I feel like make my life a little easier on my natural health journey is like the connections I've made in the homeschool community. Like the person I get beef from, so we buy like quarter beef. Um, she's in our homeschool community. And I met the person who brings me farm fresh eggs in our homeschool community. Um, and my friend who does sound healing, she was in our homeschooling community, you know, and it's so, um, we just like resource each other and support each other. And it's amazing. So, yeah. Love that. I say like connecting with other people to find, or even asking like, Hey, does somebody know where I can find mm-hmm. a quarter beef? Cause it's way cheaper. Yeah, way better for (laughs) everybody. Um, But my um, Instagram handle is naturally nerdy Cairo. And then I'm just starting a Facebook group so that I don't inundate people on my personal page with all of my crunchy happenings. 
um, and it's called Naturally Nerdy, and then a dash, Curating a Life of Intention, Connection, and Health. Awesome. So your Instagram handle, I think I kind of missed that. Did you say it was Naturally Nerdy? Oh, Cairo, like chiropractor. Yes. I-R-O. I-R-O. Okay. I don't know why, but I was thinking Egypt. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, I think we got it now. Naturally Nerdy Cairo as in chiropractor. (laughs) Yep. That makes a lot more sense. Well, thank you so much time or for taking your time to hop on our podcast and just share encouragement and, and how you do your systems in your home with implementing more natural things as you go along, going for progress, not for perfection. Yes. And um, yes, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was so great chatting with you. You too. Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on Building Heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.